Hello, race fans, and welcome to another edition of the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast. I am your host, Scott Stiller. Coming up on this episode, we'll talk with three of our area's 410 sprint car drivers, Jack Sodeman Jr., Carl Bowser, and Brandon Mattis. But first, we want to get you caught up with some news. The IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Series kicked off their 2021 season with the twice-around-the-clock Rolex 24 at Daytona. Wayne Taylor Racing made it three in a row, tying a record that was set by Chip Ganassi Racing. Speaking of CGR, they made their return to sports car racing after a year's hiatus. The number 01 Cadillac started 7th in the Daytona Prototype International Class, and in the last half hour of the race, looked like it was going to be a battle between CGR and WTR. Ganassi's Ringer Vanderzan ran down Taylor's Philippe Albuquerque from a five-second deficit with 10 minutes left to go. But with just under eight minutes remaining in the event, disaster struck for Ganassi's caddy as a cut right rear tire sent Vanderzan to pit road. WTR went on to win the race, and the Ganassi team settled for a fifth-place finish. Albuquerque shared the victory with co-drivers Jordan Taylor, Alexander Rossi, and Elio Castro-Neves. Check out the complete story over at PittsburghRacingNow.com. The All-Star Circuit of Champions and Lucas Oil Dirt Late Models also returned to action. Some familiar names like Aaron Rutzel and Tyler Erb captured checkered flags. We have complete coverage over at PittsburghRacingNow.com, and our man Lou Long handled a lot of that, so thanks to Lou. Locally, Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week picked up two partners since we last talked. Schaefer's Specialized Lubricants and J.S. Bova Excavating are partnering up with the event. We have complete details in the stories posted on our site. To get up to speed with some of the other racing news in the racing world, including NASCAR and IndyCar, click the Racing Notebook tab over at PittsburghRacingNow.com. We're looking for a partner for the Racing Notebook, so if you're interested in partnering up with our website, you can reach us by email, pghracingnow at gmail.com, or you can message us through our social media accounts on Twitter and Facebook. Did you know that Pittsburgh Racing Now is partnering up with Dirt Vision? Area race fans can stay up to speed with dirt track action from all around the country by subscribing to their Fast Pass. Click on the link in the right column of PittsburghRacingNow.com. Race fans, it is crucial to support our partners like Dirt Vision, Mr. Magic Car Wash, and Three Rivers Karting. These businesses believe in supporting local racing, so tell them you heard about them on pittsburghracingnow.com and on the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast. Shifting gears to the local scene, I reached out to a couple of the area's 410 sprint car drivers to get their reaction to the return of Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week and to find out about their plans for the 2021 season. On the pole position is Jack Sodeman Jr. I don't know one person who hasn't been affected in some form or fashion by this whole deal. You know what I mean? Whether it's been personally, their business, you know, whatever. It's just, what a nightmare. Yeah, hopefully uh, things can get back to at least uh, at least sustainable anyway, where, you know, people can make a living and take care of their families and 
have fun, do what they love to do, and, and live life. That's uh, that's got some ability to uh, give them joy. You know, it's uh, nobody likes staring at four walls. It's uh, us, me being able to stay home a lot more than than the normal travel that I do and everything. That part wasn't very bad, but there's uh, there's a lot of people that have have uh, suffered out of the deal and. You know, a lot of regime change and everything in the country. So there's a lot of things going on. So we just uh, I just try to concentrate on racing and, and my family and take care of what I can take care of. That's the best I can do. How's your family? Everybody good? Yeah, yeah, good. It's uh, Dad's still kicking. He still uh, comes out on the weekends and plays with stars. He's a grandkids, and he usually stays here out on the weekends. We end up watching some races uh, this week. You know, we'll watch watch all the Florida races. We Like I said, we didn't have the opportunity to go down this year. So it would have... Uh, other than the warm weather, it still would have been a lot of work for him. So I don't know if you would have been excited about that. I think he likes watching it on TV a little bit more now. Yeah, no doubt. We just partnered with Third Vision, so we're fired up about that. Yeah, it'll be good. It's uh, <clears throat> yeah through Flow, Third Vision, a lot of things that they're doing. I'm actually trying to get a hold of those uh, very out- outputs uh, to take care of some racetracks in the Western Pennsylvania area that I'm trying to get on. I uh, kind of worked with Lernerville last year, and and they seen the uh, the light of that, and and got something going on that I don't know exactly what direction they're going this year. I don't know if they're going to stay with Speed Sport and uh, what they had last year. They were looking at different venues, and of course, uh, there's a couple other Western Pennsylvania tracks that I'm kind of taking the lead on that and trying to help them and and get that started up for their area as well. Uh, you know, especially with really you got to bring the entertainment to the fans rather than the fans to the entertainment. It's uh, the racing in general. We've been behind the eight ball a lot on that as an industry. It's, uh, you know, you got to keep up with the times and with the times, the expedition of, uh, of what the fans expect and what your, your fan base expects and that entertainment dollar that you're going after, you know, you have Netflix and you have so many other options where, really their home entertainment is in their home, especially after the uh, COVID idea. And there's a lot of people that are still a little bit afraid to kind of get back to regular life and go out places. You have to bring that entertainment to them. That's really, really where we're headed. So it's uh, something that I'm trying to get all the the local tracks kind of caught up with that 21st century uh, entertainment expectation. You know, you bring up a good point about bringing your product to the fans versus expecting the fans to come and see your product and you know unfortunately 2020 may have opened a lot of promoters eyes into kind of different ways to do that and to open up some different avenues of revenue streams so really in the end necessity is always the the mother of invention so to speak yeah i mean it's something that uh you know i've talked to a lot of the tracks in the area for five or ten years now it's uh you know, it's uh, coming from somebody that comes from a marketing background and been in the automotive industry and and did a lot of things on that side. It's uh, that you can see those trends changing the way that cars are sold, the way they're, the uh, services done on your vehicles, the way that they advertise. It's a lot of the things that I've seen on that side is uh, and you can see the fan counts dwindling, but there's still a lot of race fans out there. It's uh, They're just not willing to go and sit for hours and hours and have dirt on them and you're you actually open up yourself for a lot more avenue a lot more fan base outside of that because you know you only have 
an assigned customer base. Your your fan base is only going to be so big in that circle that's going to travel to your racetrack, or you have the seating capacity of let's say five thousand fans. That's the most you can have. It's the most you're going to have. Where if you do it electronically, there's somebody in Alaska that can watch your races at said raceway in Western Pennsylvania. There's you open it up to every bit of double of your uh, fan base, which on your marketing partners that that only is a good thing on that side as well because sponsors and marketing partners that go through a race team or a race track, uh, you have a lot more strength and uh, leverage when you actually have about 20,000 on a regular basis uh, viewing audience than uh, 5,000. You know, it's just, uh, it doesn't matter. It's the same reason that a billboard's more expensive on the turnpike than it is on a side road. It's, it's just uh, the exposure that you can get out. Your exposure value goes up tremendously under that circumstance and it's just as i said it's really where the 21st century is going that's we have to change with the times the times don't change for your business there's enough tracks that have already closed there's enough uh, race teams that have had to get out of this uh this game that truly love what what it is and what what you do and it's uh there's plenty of fans out there you just have to bring it to them in the way that they their expectations not uh not set your expectations and expect somebody else to abide by them well, you bring up a great point, and with so many transplanted Western Pennsylvanians scattered all around the country, and really the uh, a lot of the Rust Belt cities and the old manufacturing cities have seen a little bit of exodus of folks leaving the area, and uh, you know I have uh, I could rattle off half a dozen friends who live in the Carolinas now, and they have been watching the Friday races at Lernerville last year on Lernerville streaming platform. So uh, that's a perfect example, and it goes to what you're saying about the reach. And with PPMS, I know they stream the audio, and I have some friends that will, on a Saturday when they're out working on their car, or Saturday night or whatever, or they're doing something around their house they'll put the races on their phone and listen to it so you hit the nail on the head about you know you're not only going after your local market but you're expanding into a, a much much larger market yeah and it's uh you know like you said people that moved out of the area or people that have never seen it before and you want to open their eyes to it well that's not just here that's uh you know in the midwest where they don't have sprint car racing at all uh, it's the perfect opportunity to advertise that out and get that interest from other areas. And now you have a fan base that normally you would have never had under any circumstance. They weren't going to travel from Nebraska to here. You know, it's uh, they might get to see the world of outlaws once a year. And the people that don't know what a sprint car is, they weren't going to that show where now it's a little bit different. It actually strengthens their too Cause now they're a race fan. They watch it all the time. The world of outlaws come into Lincoln, Nebraska area to race. They may, very well go to that race now where before they didn't even know what it was yeah and you can see the way everything's going streaming uh nbc announced uh just yesterday or the day before that nbcsn is going to go away at the end of the year they're moving several of their properties uh over to the peacock uh, tv streaming service including uh their indycar pass some of their in IMSA stuff and some of their WWE so we're not only just talking racing everything from racing to wrestling and everything in between is going streaming so you know you bring up a yeah, good well, point you know even your movie industry that 
used to be in one of the largest industries in, in the world, there's not too many movie theaters that are that are able to even keep their doors open. We just had one of the largest conglomerates uh, being Regal Cinemas that went bankrupt. They're they're gone just like Blockbuster Video or what it is. It's people that didn't change with the times. Now Netflix has their own producing company. They have their own movies. That that's the only place you can see them. And it's as you said, everything's kind of switching over to that way. So realistically, if we want to see motorsports not even grow, but Stay, uh, be sustainable. It's you have to keep up with the times. Well, and you bring up a good point about trying to get some of the Western Pennsylvania tracks involved. What better opportunity than when you see the Western Pennsylvania Speed Week being reborn or uh, reignited this year, uh, coming up in June? Uh, talk about what you thought when you heard about the announcement. Oh, the Western Pennsylvania Speed Week is uh, something that, you know, I I was lucky enough. To, well, I don't know, lucky enough. It just means I'm old, I guess. But <laughs> I actually have taken part in that very, uh, very Speed Week before. And even now, it's actually a really nice uh, footprint because if you only go a week and a half after our Western Pennsylvania Speed Week, you run smack that into Ohio Speed Week. And then from there, Pennsylvania, the Central Pennsylvania Speed Week, so it actually gives somebody that has never had the opportunity to run an Ohio Speed Week, uh, you know, maybe a couple races here and there, but to actually put five nights together uh, to really know what goes into, you know, racing that night, going to the car wash, doing all the, you know, getting the car cleaned up, doing all the maintenance, getting to the next track and traveling to the next one and really getting a, a little bit of a taste of what it is to be on the road is kind of a good launching platform to say, oh, okay, well, I really like this. This was really fun. And maybe somebody that went to ran Ohio Speed Week or Pennsylvania Speed Week, they, they look at it in a different light and they, they start to expand and do that. You know, so it's uh it's actually a really neat deal. It's gonna give an opportunity that uh, a lot of the guys currently, the especially the younger generation of uh, sprint car racers that are in the area never had the opportunity to to see or do the Western Pennsylvania Speed Week or actually even do a speed week such as that, you know, at five or nine nights in a row of racing at uh, different tracks it's, and it's, you know, I always really like going to dis- different tracks, even if it was tracks that I have run before. It's, uh, you know, I don't like to, I've never been a guy that is afraid to travel around or go to different places because I just like going to newer tracks or different tracks and, and trying, trying my best to uh, do well at them. So it's something that's going to be a really neat uh, attribute to the Western Pennsylvania area and the fans are, it seems like the fans are really getting behind it and really excited about it as well. Uh, because they get to see a lot of racing, you know, at once. They're not waiting. You know, it's uh, you know, hopefully the only thing we have to worry about now is weather. You know, if Mother Nature plays nice with us, it, it'd be really good. So it's, uh, you know, Ohio Speed Week seems to be, doesn't seem where they move it. It seems to be the hottest week of the whole summer. So hopefully we can miss a little bit of that and they can keep the hottest week and we get a little bit better of one. A dry week is really all we need, right? Yeah, yeah. That definitely helps when uh, if you're in parking lots and doing maintenance and everything. It's it's nice to have it dry. It's uh, nice to have maybe a, maybe not quite as hot of ninety or hundred degrees that uh, particular week. But I'll take I'll take all the heat you want if you can make it dry. I noticed uh, last night Tyler announced that uh, Schaefer's Specialized Lubricants is signed on to be the uh, one of the partners and the title sponsor for the race. And each race is going to have a $3,000 winner's share purse. 
which is a little bit more than you guys are racing for on your typical Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Yeah, well, well, for our Wednesday and Thursdays, it's normally that's zero. You know, we're not racing. You don't get to race too, uh, too often throughout the uh, weekdays for sure. But and putting that many together, it's uh, what's really nice on that attribute is you, you may have a bad night. You know, you may not finish real well, but you have another night to rebound. And you kind of put those together. And uh, the things about any speed week that you go on is, uh, you know, it could be one of the, the hardest and roughest weeks for you. It could be really nice and, and a fun weekend. Just depends how it works out for you on that on that week, that whole uh, week of speed week. But it's it's a good it's a good fun time, and it's something that's been missing in the area for uh, well over ten years. It's uh, I think two thousand was the last time. So we're actually twenty. Uh, you know, this is going to be over twenty years down the road since anybody's had the opportunity to even see it. So it's uh, both drivers and fans. There's it's uh, going to create a lot of excitement, and I'm looking forward to it. I didn't want to ask you about racing back in the when they had the Western Pennsylvania Speed Weeks previously because I didn't want to, you know, insinuate that you're up there in age. But since you brought it up, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm probably older than you. So, uh, what do you remember about the old event, and what did you like most about that that you think will carry over to this new event? Uh, really, I mean, to have the big, you know, bigger shows and have a lot of the uh, the car counts and a lot of guys that you may may not normally race against on a weekly basis. You know, you get a little little bit of outsider here and there, but gives you the opportunity to have you know five big races together at one time. And back then, it was uh, it was really the same thing. You got to test your your abilities against really tough competition, uh, and it it really the more you ran with them, the better you got, you know, you, there's, there was always a point where you learn and I don't care how long you've been doing it. I still learn to this day after uh, 25 or 26 years of doing it. You always, you always, uh, that time on the racetrack, you know, that seat time always teaches you something, especially when you're against uh, competition on a regular basis. That's tough. And, and, uh, you know, the Western Pennsylvania guys have really stepped it up with the uh, younger generation that's coming up. They're getting really fast. And, uh, you, you really have to be on top of the game to, uh, to have an opportunity to win races. So it's when you're doing that on a night, night in and night out basis, it's, uh, one, it's just a lot of fun. You know, we like the race. That's why we do it. So the more opportunity you give us the race, the happier we are as, uh, as race teams and, and uh, fans as well. You know, it's, uh, a lot of opportunities that come up when you have five nights of racing that maybe they had to work Saturdays every other week or something. Now, you know, they can actually hit at least a couple of those races on their days off or whatever it may be. And I don't, and I know they were talking about the uh, streaming effects of that as well. So, and that'll be a nice thing as well as, you know, Wednesday after work, you can come home and you can watch a race and know who you're watching. It's somebody that, you know, personally, you watch them and you're, and you have your fan base that, that sees them. And outside of that, you may have people that have never seen some of the Western Pennsylvania guys and they, and it opens it up. To, uh, for them to have the opportunity to see new tracks and, and see the uh, competition that's here. I think this represents a great opportunity for the tracks and amazing that Tyler was able to, we had him on the podcast last week and it was amazing the way the tracks worked together to, you know, Lernerville kept their Friday show. Sharon's going to do Saturday. Tri-City's going to do Sunday. And then you got uh, Michaels in Thunder Valley, Mercer in Thunder Valley, going to do Wednesday and Thursday. So this is a great opportunity for the tracks uh, to present their product to 
the race fans and to the consumers. And it's a, I would think from the team side, it's a great opportunity to build additional value for your partners. Yeah, I mean, not only the marketing partners, but for the tracks, it's, uh, you know, a lot of times they have to fight against, not fight against each other, but work together. And uh, so the car counts don't suffer and the fans don't suffer and the teams don't suffer. They have to, uh, you know, Mercer and Sharon and BMS, everybody runs on a Saturday. So they have to kind of pick and choose and kind of work with it. So it it really closes out dates. And, you know, someone like Thunder Mountain, they really like having the sprints there. We've been there a couple of times, but it's very hard for them to, pick a spot you know or pick a weekend date that's not already taken you know you you have friday night tracks you have saturday night tracks and with tri-city you have sunday night tracks so it's very very hard for a track like that to open up to be able to run and this actually opened up a race where they can bring in the four tens and it's a special event for them so you know the fans are going to be excited in that area that and they want to see four ten racing and they don't get the opportunity to see it that often so it's uh it's really a positive uh, aspect as far as they can get dates where they really couldn't put it together before because there's just so many tracks there's only so many cars and so many tracks in the area and there's only so many so many nights in a weekend so and when you have uh, three or four tracks running on the weekend it's it's really hard to fit yourself into those i gotta ask you before i let you go i want to touch on a couple of other things uh the Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania has put together a fan survey, a race team survey, a track survey, and a survey for uh, related entities like the media and marketing people and suppliers and things of that nature. The ultimate goal is to have an economic impact study done to show the impact on racing uh in western pennsylvania to kind of help the tracks and the teams get the attention of uh the politicians in harrisburg the local politicians and other entities to try and get some additional support and i was just wondering your thoughts on that and how effective something like that could be for the racing community uh, i mean i can't really speak too much on what politics is uh the way politics goes anymore, I have no idea. It's, uh, it's they, they kind of seem to do whatever it is that uh, best interests them. If you can show that you're some something that's going to best best interest their uh, their suits, then it's going to work out really well. And that's that's where something like that survey would come in to show they have an economic. You know, it's not something that they overlook because you know there's a lot of tax revenue that come in through that. Uh, there's a lot of community uh, aspects that come in through that. So it's something that can only be a positive on that side. Uh, so, but I can't really speak on as far as the poli- politics side of it. Uh, I try to stay out of all that because I can't make uh, sense of any of it. I hear you there. No doubt about it. Uh, let's talk about your 2021 plans. You got everybody coming back, all of your sponsors. Uh, how's everything lining up for you for the upcoming race season? Oh, we're excited about the, uh, the upcoming season. It's actually the, the 50th anniversary, I changed the uh, motif of the car that we'll kind of release when we get to the uh, opening night. I haven't really put anything online or anything. I've been kind of keeping that under wraps until the season starts. And, uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid that you'd be so excited on opening night because you got to see all the new, you know, schemes of the cars and what the cars look like and who's who's coming and so on and so forth. So it was always kind of something was exciting that we've kind of lost with social media. So I kind of brought that back. I haven't really been putting too much up, but it's... uh it's actually the 50th anniversary of the Sodomans running sprint cars because my father actually started in 1971. And uh, as 
as he quit, I actually started. So consecutively, we've actually run. This will be the 50th year. So it's it's uh, something that is going to be pretty neat to be the uh, 50th year out. So hopefully we can have a good season. And uh, pretty much just about all the sponsors have been back. We have Glassmere, we have Economy Tooling, PRS Transit, uh, Woody's, we have Council Gas and Oil, we have uh, Youngstown Powder Coating, and, of course, all the manufacturers that help us out, Kaiser Wheels, the Shocks, Triple X Chassis. Uh, everybody kind of stayed, and, and uh, I've had sponsors for, you know, five, ten years. That, uh, in most cases, uh, this is actually the second year that Youngstown Powder UI Town Powder Coating's been with us, but it's uh, that's really the the only newest sponsor, I should say. The rest of them have been around for uh, quite a while, and just uh, somebody that we have, you know, it's a lot of the stuff that I work well with the marketing partners, and I try to make sure that I do something positive for them and their business, and uh, kind of worked overtime last year coming up with new ideas through a lot of the marketing that we do just because of uh, the situations that we had in the world, and uh, everything was uh, pretty good. Everybody's so happy we're really excited coming into this season so you got uh you know myself mark kubik definitely helps on the car uh he's my partner in the race team got my uh, father my wife Catherine, which she kind of runs everything for me as i'm working and traveling and doing all the stuff that i do she's she's going on the back end it has to do all the not so fun stuff i get to i get to go out and have fun and be in the race car and she's the one that stands behind me through good times and bad you know it's uh, i've been injured she's had to stand by on you know, she stood by me on uh, being injured and being through hard times financially when you're injured and you can't work and a lot of those things that happen in uh, good times as well. You know, and uh, some biggest wins that we've had and, and uh, good times that we've had and the kids, you know, they are, uh, they're all about going and playing in the dirt and being at the races. And what's really nice for them is they, uh, you know, with them getting a little bit older, they have soccer games, they have baseball games, they have different things. They can still be involved and watch the races through there being online aspects to it. So there's, you know, another strength of, of the streaming that, uh, that we really got into and kind of go into the 21st century of, of bringing the entertainment to the, cu- the customer. That's a perfect example of a lot of times it's people that would love to be at the track, but things change in life as far as kids get older and things are going on where they can, but they, they'll still, they still have the ability to, you know, watch their family, friends, or just simply their uh, favorite drivers go around the track. So, it's uh, yeah, we're really excited about the season, and uh, you know, hopefully the weather will play with us, and and we can have nice and between Mother Nature and and viruses and everything else, hopefully everything just plays nice with us, and we can have a, a good fun year for everybody. Sounds like a plan. Uh, what's your first race? Do you know your first race? When are you going to debut the new car? Uh, I mean, I have to look at the schedule. It's you never know. It's I look at a lot of the earlier uh, races. I know. A lot of the years we go out to Attica Raceway or we go down to Atomic uh, before the racetracks open up around here. Some of the tracks are opening somewhat a little bit earlier. So it's, uh, you know, we have Lernerville that's opening, I think, uh, about the second or third week of April. Uh, then Sharon, Mercer, Tri-City and everything kind of opens up after, uh, after that. I know Tri-City is going to open up uh, right around the same time. So that'll be right around that second week of uh, April or so. But before then, uh we may venture out east uh, for a race or two. We may venture down to Atomic or Attica or some of the All-Star shows. So it's it's hard to say. I've never uh, never been somebody that really chases one particular track. So if there's a race running, then we're going to take a look at it. 
Awesome. Well, we wish you the best of luck in 2021 as always. You're one of the best guys to talk to. I love talking with you. I think a lot of the younger guys can learn a lot from an experienced guy like yourself. You get the whole picture, and a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, that some of that gets lost on the younger generation or their lack of experience doesn't give them that broad focus. So I love talking with you, and it's always a treat when you have a few minutes to spend with us. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Anytime, it's uh, I'm always available. The only difference between me and the young guys racing is they're uh, probably young and dumb, and I'm just dumb. So <laughs> I hear you there. Hey, man, I appreciate it. All right, thank you. It is always a pleasure to talk with Jack, who brings a great perspective to our sport. Best of luck to Jack in 2021. Tired of a dirty car? Mr. Magic Car Wash will have your vehicle looking new again in just minutes, even those tough-to-clean wheels. Try us out at any one of our five convenient South Hills locations for a car wash you won't soon forget. We also had a chance to catch up with Carl Bowser, driver of the Precise Tool and Die, Turner's Ice Tea, Precise Racing Products 410 Sprint Car. Carl, big news this week. Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Weeks is coming back this year in June, so I wanted to get your thoughts when you heard the announcement. I was pretty excited. Um, I'd heard some rumors of it. I'd talked to a couple people um, kind of working on it to, uh, you know, they were putting feelers out to see who would be interested in doing it. Um, I know I'm excited. Our team's excited. And, uh, you know, kind of back to when they used to do it. You know, I don't know. The last year they did it was uh, early 2000s. It was before I was I was racing. So I've always heard about it. I'm excited to have that coming back, though. When I saw the listing of tracks and the way they lined it up, one of the things that I really liked is they Lernerville was able to keep their Friday night, Sharon got Saturday night, Tri-City got Sunday, and then Mercer and Thunder Mountain jumped in to take Wednesday and Thursday, and I thought, just what a perfect lineup of dates. Uh, how do you think about how that lines up and the fact that you're, to hit all the tracks, you're traveling less than 250 miles? Oh, I think it's great. Um, I've done, I've done uh, the Ohio Speed Week some, you know, and, and all you do is really crisscross back and forth uh, across Ohio. Um, so I think they got a great lineup. It's great to see the local tracks that, you know, run those weekly, you know, mostly weekly stuff, um, keep their, their nights, you know, the nights they're always set up at. Um, and then, you know, really thankful that Mercer and Thunder Mountain, you know, are kind of, you know, gambling and going Wednesday and Thursday. So I think it'd be good. I hope, hope they get the cars. Um, I know we're, you know, we're based here in Butler you're you're going to be home every night you know it's not like you're going to have to travel and get hotels and and you could do that if you wanted but you know it's it's not a lot of travel it's it's all pretty um makes sense travel wise so you know somebody really looked at it and i think you did the best they could and when you talk about getting hotels and things of that nature that's an increase in uh, a race team's expenditure which nobody, especially coming off of the 2020 season and COVID, people don't want to hear about increasing their expenditures, at least not from an ownership standpoint. You know, it was a tight year last year, and I'm sure it's it's until we know exactly what's going to happen this year, you know, a race team's got to be careful with every penny that they spend. Oh, 100%. Um you know, it's, it's not a time. I know last year we looked at a lot of things and it's like, you know, years past you would, you would chalk it up to, well, 
you know, this is the race you want to go run. So you're, you know, you're going to have more expenses. Um, but last year I think made everybody really look at that, you know, literally every, every, uh, nickel and dime that you spend to make sure it made sense. Um, so yeah, when, when the schedule came out for this deal, it, it, you know, really, it made us happy. I think there, I think the car count will show that, um, for guys that, you know, they can get home every night and it's not going to be that different. You know, really you're, you're, we already have a three race weekend, almost every weekend, you know, last year, um, you know, and again this year. So it's, it's really just adding two nights to that, to that weekend. So, uh, I think that's going to be really good. I think one of the things that's really good is they've sweetened the pie for the drivers. Each night, the feature wins going to pay $3,000. And I saw that uh, Schaefer's Lubricants have come on as the title sponsor. So that has to be exciting for the driver because it's a little bit more money than you guys are chasing every week. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's uh, That's going to be a lot of money, a lot of money in local teams pockets and it's going to be um good you know uh we just talked yesterday it's uh, the first time i can remember that lurderville is going to have a three thousand win show other than you know their end of the year race um so it's it's going to be uh really good beneficial for the teams i think it's, a lot of the racetracks will support it you know we've seen in years past uh you know sharing every every 410 race they have, they pay 3,000 win. I think they average 30-some race cars. So um, I, I think it'll be good. I think the teams will support it, and I think it's uh, a good step in the right direction. And I think it's a bargain for the race fans, especially on Wednesday and Thursday for a place like Mercer or Thunder Mountain. You know, it's difficult for those guys on a Friday or a Saturday or on a weekend night to compete with the Lernervilles and the Sharons for the 410 division. So really, this is a chance for the race fans of those tracks to see uh, what I think are some of the greatest race cars in local racing. I just love the four, the winged sprint cars, especially the 410s. Those things are beasts. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's going to be really good. I think, um, you know, we see it when we go places, uh, when they bring in sprint cars, you know, the fans get, get uh, packed in there and, and get to see a show. And, and I honestly think the 410 class um, locally here has been putting on really good races. I think it's a competitive group of drivers. So I feel like uh, every every night I've gotten to race, that obviously at all, all of these five racetracks, and, and they all usually put on really good shows for the fans. Well, I was talking to a couple, a couple of your 410 competitors getting their reaction to this, and, you know, it's funny. You're all bringing up the same thing, and it's about how competitive the 410 class is here in western Pennsylvania. So it's a great opportunity for the fans to see racing. It's a great opportunity for the racetracks. Uh, who do you think are going to be the guys you're going to have to beat? Well, I think it's going to be the same guys. you got to, you know, you got to beat it. You know, the three local tracks we run all the time. Um, you know, you got Cy Lynch, Brandon Spithaler, uh, Jack Soderman. You know, you got the Madisons. You got it's the same group of guys that win, win uh, you know, the, the races all the time or you compete with. I know, you know, uh, it's nothing, honestly. There's nothing if you start sixth or eighth some night, you know, to get to fifth or, or even get into a top three spot. You know, you got to pass some really good cars, so. 
it's uh it's a really even even field and really competitive field uh the last few years one of the other things I wanted to touch on with you since you're a team owner is last week the Motorsports Council of Pennsylvania sent out some surveys to racetracks, to teams, to fans because they're trying to conduct an economic impact study on racing in the Keystone State. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, are you excited that someone's taking the initiative to do a study like this to show folks exactly how much money racing pumps into the economy. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, with, with my, uh, my wife's business, um, dirty mouth, uh, communications and, and all the work she's done with racetracks, you know, it's stuff that we know. Um, so it's stuff that, you know, teams need to know to, uh, you know, secure sponsorship with, with, uh, showing companies, all the impacts that, that, uh, motorsports has um but it's, it's good to see that it's good to see um someone kind of taking the time to do that because it is a lot of a lot of work a lot of information out there um that that uh you know you got to put together but uh i think it's good i think uh people would be surprised uh you know i don't have to tell you the amount of uh race fans teams you know the stuff that uh the money that gets spent um, it, it's kind of mind blowing once you write it all down. For someone like yourself, a study like this, obviously, you and Kristen have the data that you can present to a per a prospective partner or to your partners. But for someone who doesn't have that, this looks to me like it would be an incredible tool for all of the teams. Uh, when this thing's done to say, you know, this is the kind of money that is getting pumped into the economy. I just uh, wanted to get your thoughts on on how teams would be able to maybe use it in a pitch to a prospective partner. I think they'd be able to use it in, in a way of, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the local, you know, uh, landscaping company or restaurant like we talked earlier you know you got to show you got to show those companies you know this many eyes are going to you know see this race car in the racetrack so when you can quantify that then and and actually show them you know uh i know we we go into sponsor meetings all the time and, and you sit down and they you know you start talking to them you're trying to explain to them you know what we do and you know who you who you race in front of and and you know they they might have a you know, be five miles from a speedway, but, you know, only think that that, that speedway brings, you know, four or 500 people in and you, and you tell them, you know, well, it's, it's a lot of times it's four or 5,000 people. And then you kind of, you know, shock them. So, uh, you know, that's good. It's, it's, uh, educating everybody, um, hopefully educating the racer and, you know, giving them more tools to go out and secure the partnerships that they, you know, they could use. One of the things that's going to change the landscape a little bit and create a little bit of additional value, I think, is, you know, Lernerville started streaming their races last year. I know, like a track like PPS, they stream the audio through their website, but I know more and more tracks are looking at it. We recently partnered with Dirt Vision, and they added Williams Grove last year to their weekly track series, and I know they added a few more this year, so... 
I, I, how do you think that is going to change the landscape going forward? And would you like to see more tracks use streaming as a way to get the product out to uh, potential customers? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I definitely think that's the future. Um, I mean, I know I'm a fan, you know, I have all the streaming services, you know, your fair vision, the flow racing, um, learner real TV, you know, I got that last year and, and, you know, we were at learner real almost every week, but it, you know, as a driver, it helps me go back and watch the races that I don't get to watch and, and, you know, kind of study things. And then it also, uh, you know, we, we've done things in the past where, you know, you, you have a sponsor that, you know, they, they want to be part of the team, but they can't get to the racetrack. So, you know, you get them a login for, for whatever it is and, and they can be at home and, and, you know, watch, watch their car, uh, on the racetrack. So I think it's great. I think it's the way of the future. I think, um, I think you're seeing a lot of local tracks or not, I say lo- local tracks, but a lot of, uh, weekly tracks around the country that are utilizing that. And I think they're seeing great results. Um, I think, you know, I'd love to know what those numbers are that, uh, you know, the viewership they have. Um, but I, I would imagine it's really good high numbers and, you know, it's, it's just another outlet, um, for the racetrack, another outlet for your, you know, your, your sponsors, your fans, you know, that's uh, a lot of eyes on everybody. Uh, it's, it just has to make it better. Before we let you go, just want to get an idea on what your plans are for 2021. Have you uh, formulated what you're doing yet? Everything's still in process. Uh, let's uh, kind of get the word out. And are, are you looking for any support? Uh, we're definitely looking for support. Um, you know, we're, we're working on some deals right now. Uh, not quite ready to release anything yet. But, um, you know, we're, we're getting closer on a bunch of things. Um, our schedule, uh, it's probably going to be, uh, a lot of, I don't want to say, uh, a mixture of stuff, but you know, there's some, some weekends that we want to go out and run with the all-stars, um, some weekends actually that we're going to go out and run with the outlaws, um, when it makes sense financially to, to do that or where we can, uh, lump together some weekends. And, and honestly with, uh, with Sharon Speedway running, uh, I think they have 12 or 13, uh, sprint car races, you know, they got outlaw. They got an outlaw race back at Sharon for the first time in a long time. They got a bunch of all star races, so we're going to be there um, a bunch, even their weekly stuff. Uh, obviously, the speed week. You know, we'll we'll run all five nights of that uh, here, and um, yeah, we're just uh, trying to get as many races as we can in, and, and get in front of as many people as we can, and, and you know, we'll get uh, we'll get going here. I don't know that we're going to start. Uh, too early in the year but um yeah we're just putting the finishing touches on our schedule here in the next week or two for anybody who might be interested in sponsoring your car what's the best way for them to get a hold of you uh you can get a hold of us on uh our we have a website uh, it's just carlbowser.com um you can get a hold of us there uh all the facebook twitter um they're all just uh at carl bowser so uh you know, you can get a hold of Chris and I on there. Um, you know, we're always we're always looking to partner with uh, companies, uh, even um, charities, all different things. We work with uh, we work with partners a lot on, on some different charity stuff, and you know, just uh, we have a bunch of resources that we can use that way and and uh, do a lot of good. 
Carl, thanks for taking time out of your day to join us on the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you. Special thanks to Carl for taking time out of his schedule to talk with us. He's another driver who brings great perspective to Western Pennsylvania racing. We wish him all the luck in 2021. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Last but not least by any means is Brandon Mattis, who is making his first appearance on the show. Joining us on the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast is 410 Sprint Car driver Brandon Mattis. Brandon, thanks for taking time out of your schedule. We appreciate it. Well, it's the off season. There's not much going on. So I appreciate the phone call to keep me occupied tonight. Awesome. We appreciate it too. Uh, for race fans who may not be familiar with you, uh, how did you first become a race fan? Um, I was pretty much injected with the race bug when I was, uh, when I came out of the womb, I guess you could say, uh, my dad races, my grandfather raced, and my great grandfather owned race cars. So it's pretty much all I've known my whole life. I mean, I grew up in the race shop, you know, working on my dad's car, helping him. I mean, practically my whole life. So it's about all, all we know, I guess you could say that. <laughs> One of the cool things about generational racers is sometimes they follow in the family footsteps and sometimes they may take a different path. Did your dad race uh, wing sprint cars? What did your dad race? Yeah, uh, he, I mean, obviously he still races wing sprint cars right now, but he started in uh, modifieds at Lernerville mainly. I think he was like 14 years old when he first started. And after maybe two years of that, he got his first sprint car. And that was, I think, in 87, 85 area. I'm not really sure. So, yeah, he's been in the in the sprint car game for a long time. So, that definitely helps in my aspect. You know, he's pretty much seen it all. So it's nice to have someone like that in your corner. Now, do you bounce stuff off him or do you find he's a little competitive? Oh, no, he's, 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 he's been there, done that. He's mainly there, you know, to support me and, you know, give me what I need. And I, I can never be appreciative enough of that, you know, I mean, he's had his heyday, and he still runs good. Like, this year, he had a few top five finishes at Lernerville. But he's he's not there to really be competitive anymore. He's there to try and better, you know, both of us, but meanwhile, bettering me because my career is still pretty young. So, I mean, we definitely work as a team in all aspects. Now, like, when it comes to setup-wise and setting the car up, you know, we're kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum. but. I mean, it's, you can't reinvent the wheel, you know, everything comes full circle. So I definitely, I, I share my notes with him and he does the same and, you know, we meet in the middle sometimes. So it's nice to have two cars on the track to, you know, try different things and see what works and what doesn't. 
You know, it's funny. It doesn't matter what race series it is, whether it's dirt track cars, whether it's asphalt cars, Indy cars, sports cars, uh, NASCAR cup cars. You know, a lot of these multi-car teams, you hear the same thing from the crew chiefs and in, in the engineers. We can put the same stuff under each car, but the drivers always want something different. What kind of feel do you like in a race car? Do you like to drive it loose? Do you like it a little tight? Uh, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, you know, Donnie shots could go out and, you know, win the Knoxville nationals and you could put someone else in his car and they'd be lap traffic. You're exactly right. By saying that, uh, it's all about what you like. You know, when I was, when I first began, you know, I had a lot of different guys that, you know, stepped forward and helped me out, you know, told me to try this or try that. And I, I'm grateful for that because I got to figure out what I like as a driver. And, Nowadays, I, I honestly couldn't tell you what I like. I like what's fast. <laughs> you know, it depends, it depends on the uh, track conditions or what track you're at. You know, cert, certain tracks are easier to drive when your car is loose or tight or vice versa. I mean, I'm, I like to be as versatile as I can be because, you know, if, if you do have a car that's too tight or too loose, you need to be able to get through that and still have a decent night. So that's what I always tried to focus on. I don't want to, have a scrap night just because I, you know, missed the setup a little bit. I just try and make make whatever I have work. Did you start in sprint cars or did you start in go-karts? What was your progression up through the ranks? Uh, I ran go-karts maybe a handful of times. It was tough with, with my dad racing. You know, we, we couldn't be at a go-kart track on a Saturday night or something because we were at, at the races with him. So I did get to run carts of a few times and the first time I ever got in a sprint car I was 13 uh, I, I hot lapped a few times and I ran one or two races at the end of the season and in my first full year I think it was 2010 I was 14 my first full season and that's when it all began <laughs> hard to believe it's been 10 years you know when you look back on it uh, oh I know you know, time really does fly, especially when you're having some fun. Yep. Big yeah. I, uh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I look back now and I, you know, I won my first race at Lernerville. I was 16 and I, I honestly, I feel like it was yesterday and that was, I think 10, I, I, this past year was my 11th season. I can't believe that. <laughs> it's just time does fly. I don't, I don't. I don't understand it sometimes. <laughs> when you uh, when you look back at the 410 sprint division, uh, I always tell everybody, you know, there's all this talk about the guys in Central PA, and I always tell people when I see them at different events, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, the, the racing at Lernerville and the racing in Western Pennsylvania is as competitive as it is in Central PA as it is in the state of Indiana. Uh, and over the years, I would have to say, you know, every division at Lernerville is competitive, but it's amazing. The last couple of years, it seems like anyone can win a 410 race. I agree with that 100%. In the last year or two, you know, it seems like a lot of guys have really stepped their programs up. And like you said, there's six, eight, eight guys that can win every night. Like everybody's so fast nowadays, everybody's, you know, they have good equipment and it makes it tough. You know, you can, 
you can have a decent car at Lernerville on a Friday night and still run seventh, you know, and you, you can't hang your head about it. You know, you roll it in the trailer in one piece and that's a plus, but you know, a few years ago, I feel like Western PA was kind of stagnant. You know, we had our handful of guys, but you know, the car count really wasn't there and things were dwindling, but I will say in the last few years, like, everything has really stepped up with the spectator count and, you know, car count even. I mean, there was how many B mains at Lernerville this year. And that's awesome. Like, I love it. That sprint car racing is very healthy the whole way across the country. And I love to see it. Yeah, no doubt about it. That leads us into the big news uh, of the past week where the Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week is coming back after a 20-year hiatus. When you heard the announcement, what were your initial thoughts? Well, I think anybody in the right mind would be excited about it. Uh, it's just like we talked about earlier, you know, we Western PA doesn't always get the recognition it deserves. And I think that's just one more thing to kind of put us on the map. You know, we, you might even get, you know, fans from out of town, you know, to come and, you know, see speed week, just like Ohio speed week. It's huge. It's people come from all over the world just for Ohio speed week. So hopefully, you know, we can turn some heads with this and put on some good races for the fans. That's what it's all about. One of the things I liked when I saw the schedule is, the way the tracks slotted in on their normal nights. Like, for instance, Lernerville's going to be Friday. Sharon's going to take Saturday. Tri-City is going to take Sunday. And then uh, uh, Mercer stepped up to do Wednesday. Thunder Mountain's going to do Thursday. And it's really not a drastic schedule change for most guys from what they've run the last few years, especially with Tri-City last year. Yeah, uh, the schedule is perfect for what, we all do, you know, us Western PA guys, you know, we all have jobs and it's really nice to see the tracks work together and do something like this. Cause you know, I'm, I mean, I plan on running Wednesday and you know, Mercer's only 35 minutes from my house and we can go home, you know, wash in the morning and be ready to go again, just like every other race night. You know, that, that schedule is really doable because Friday, Saturday, Sunday is a regular schedule for us normally. So you know, Wednesday, Thursday, it's just going to be extra, and that's what makes it Speed Week. But it's very doable, and it's, we love that. For, you know, us racers, that's, that's a really easy schedule to, you know, have a Speed Week. So we're, we're all looking forward to it. I've talked to a lot of different guys, and they all plan on doing all five nights. So it should be a good time. So it'd be a cool time for the fans, too. For some of these fans, that you know, they may only get a taste of the four tens once or twice a year. You know, the guy you guys obviously run Lernerville every week and places like Sharon and Tri-City. But I was talking to some of the race fans, and, and they're excited because, you know, on a typical Saturday night at their track, they may not have the four tens because, uh, you know, the majority of guys are at Sharon or on Friday, the majority of the guys are at Lernerville. So this gives the product of 410 sprint car racing uh, an additional avenue to attract some fans. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, like I said before, you go to Ohio Speed Week and it is just, you know, sellout crowds every night. And, you know, car counts are just insanely high. And you love to see that. And there's nothing better than that. You know, you go to a racetrack that's full of people in the stands and the pits are full of sprint cars. Like, I don't know what else could make your heart happier. <laughs> I agree. 
I agree. What did you think of when you saw the $3,000 purse for each feature win? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. You know, Western PA, unfortunately, has been known, not known for having high purses. And I get it. You know, our area was just, you know, lower level than, say, Central PA. And it, it sucks to compare like that because we have the talent and, you know, the drivers are here. But, you know, it was tough for us to go out to Central PA and compete with those guys because they were running with for high money almost every night. And it shows in their equipment. And, you know, the last year or two, you know, even Tri-City, Lernerville up their pay. Sharon has a decent payoff. And it shows, like, in the last year, everybody's equipment is getting better. Everybody's getting faster. And that's what's going to happen when you race for money. So if we can race five nights in a row for pretty good payout, that's that's good for everybody. Well, it's funny. I was uh, having a discussion with a reporter out from Central PA, and I said, well, you got to understand. I said, Western PA is a little bit different than Central PA. I said, you guys are the only game in town. I said, there's really what else is there to do in Central PA? I said, yeah. whereas in Pittsburgh, the racetracks are competing against things like the Pirates, things like the mm-hmm. Riverhound soccer team, things like the Penguins. And in addition to that, they're competing for the sponsorship dollars that are getting spent at a place like Williams Grove or Port Royal or one of the central PA tracks. You know, they're getting money from businesses in that area, whereas businesses in this area, they're spending their money. It's spread around so many more marketing opportunities. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that's difficult for the tracks in trying to attract dollars for the purses. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows you go out to Central PA on any given night, the atmosphere is like no other. I mean, the fans are into it, the stands are packed. I mean, that's what you love to see as a racer. I mean, I know when I go to Williams Grove or Port Royal, like it's awesome to roll out onto the track, you know, hear the fans cheering for you just because you're an out-of-towner. Like, they appreciate that stuff. And Western PA is not far behind them. Like I said, we have... You know, our, our good group of guys here, you know, we're competitive. If those guys come here, I don't think they would win, you know, on a Friday night at Lernerville. Like, we have a good group of guys here. Everybody's strong. And that's why I like going out to their tracks, you know, just competing with them a little bit. I wish we could do it more often, but there's really no reason for, you know, me to travel right now because we have so much racing here local. Like, I don't need to go out, you know, four hours away to race when I have it all in my backyard now. That's a great point because why spend the money? You know what I mean? That's yeah. you're only adding to your expenses, and you may not be able to even. You know, I, I know some guys uh, that that try and do like the outlaw, true outlaw schedule. You know that can one bad run can really hurt them because of just the added additional expense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look at what's going on now. I mean, diesel fuel and everything. Your, your travel expense is going to be through the roof this year. So, I mean, I know myself, I'm probably going to be around home more than I have been in the last few years. It's just, it's not cost effective. And like you said earlier, uh, you got to run it as a business and that's, that's what you do. These things don't run on love. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. I got to remember that one. <laughs> So tell us about your 2021 20, plans. What uh, Have you gotten any deals lined up, uh, any announcements you have? Uh, what uh, What's in store for you guys this year? Um, Schedule-wise, we're probably doing 
the same thing we have the last year or two. Like I said, there's a lot of racing around home. <clears throat> We're going to be at, I mean, everything, everything there is on the schedule. I mean, between Lernerville, Sharon, Mercer, Pittsburgh, Tri-City, you know, every, everything we can do around home we'll do. Um, race car-wise, I'm not really building anything different. Like, I put a put a car together about halfway through the year last year, and that's the car I'm going to start with. You know, I come on strong at the end of the season, and I don't really want to, you know, change everything again. I'm going to pick up where I left off and hopefully pick up more speed. Um, we kind of teamed up with George Frederick. He owned a car the last few years, and he he just kind of sold out and just kind of wanted to team up with us. So we have him on board, and, you know, he – he mainly brings moral support. He's a really good guy, but he just, you know, he wants to be at the racetrack. So we we're welcomed with an open arms. <laughs> no doubt about it. And the more hands on deck, the better, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you just said it a minute ago, you can't run these things on love. So uh, who are some of the partners you'd like to thank for helping you out? Uh, we definitely have a lot of sponsors that, you know, long-term sponsors. Uh, Soapsack Electric, McClyman Supply and Transit, uh, Allied Rubber, um, McBride Farms, Miller Masonry, uh, Newcastle Recycling, Young Funeral Homes. They're up there in West Sunbury. Um, Carl's Tire, JSP. Um, I know I'm probably forgetting a few, but like I said, they there's a lot of different companies and businesses, you know, businesses we even deal with ourselves with our own business. And that's what makes it cool. You know, we give them as much business as we can and they do the same for us. You know, they're not only on the race car, but we, we deal with them every day. So that makes it cool. A true partnership without a doubt. Yep. You can't do it without them. <laughs> if anybody's looking to partner up with you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Oh, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of me. I'm at uh, I'm at Mattis Service Center in Wampum every day if you want to come hang out. <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's there's you know all social media nowadays. You can practically get a hold of anybody anyway. So, or if you want, if you're at the racetrack, you better look me up whether you want to partner up or not. <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Brandon. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Thanks for uh, talking about Western Pennsylvania Sprint Speed Week. Your plans for 2021. And I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy how you came up through the ranks. Thanks for joining us on the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast. Ah, thanks for having me. I hope to see you at the track. Thanks to Brandon for joining us. It's always great to have second-generation, third-generation drivers on the podcast. Best of luck to Brandon in 2021. Tired of a dirty car? Mr. Magic Car Wash will have your vehicle looking new again in just minutes, even though stuff to clean wheels. Try us out at any one of our five convenient South Hills locations for a car wash you won't soon forget. Thanks to Mr. Magic for their support of PittsburghRacingNow.com. With the wonderful weather we've been having in western Pennsylvania, if your car needs a bath, check out any of the five Mr. Magic locations in the South Hills and tell them you heard about them on the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast. Thanks also to our partners over at Three Rivers Karting, a great place to go have some fun inside, out of the cold. It's also a great place to have a corporate event. You know you would love to take your boss on in a cart. You know, give him the chrome horn, so to speak, punt him out of the way. 
Also want to thank our partners over at Dirt Vision. The weather's not good for racing in Pennsylvania, but there is all kinds of racing starting around the country, and you can see it with the Dirt Vision Fast Pass. Click on the Dirt Vision logo at pittsburghracingnow.com to subscribe. That does it for this edition of the Pittsburgh Racing Now podcast. Extra special thanks to Jack Sodeman Jr., Carl Bowser, and Brandon Mattis for joining us. And thanks to you race fans for joining us too. Stay up on all the news both locally and nationally by clicking pittsburghracingnow.com every day. And we really want to thank you for your support. We continue to grow by leaps and bounds. Coming up next week, we're going to hear from a couple of NASCAR drivers as they get ready for the Bush Clash and the Daytona 500. Any use or reproduction of this podcast without the express written consent of PittsburghRacingNow.com is strictly prohibited. Until next time, I'm Scott Stiller.